two years of a complete work-from-home environment, and most of us have already gotten used to the new normal ways. But does your new normal include mindfulness, meditation, or self-care? If you answered no, now is your time to start. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Sarah Ariato how she took the stress out of her high-performing, go-getting work life by practicing mindfulness. She shares how she learned to be relaxed and charged up always and still soar in life as a parent and entrepreneur. Are you looking for an extra boost of inspiration while you chase your dreams? It's not always easy to stay motivated while you're balancing a career and home life, but that's exactly what we're doing. My name is Dory Stewart, and this is the She Turned Entrepreneur Podcast. Around here, we like to talk about business, marketing, motherhood, and so much more. I've been called the teacher turned entrepreneur, which is totally true. I was working as a high school STEM teacher when I saw a need and came up with a solution. That idea became a business that I was able to build into a multi-million dollar global brand. Now I'm using the knowledge and experiences I've gained to show other women that they can do it too. Being an entrepreneur can be a lonely and intimidating road at times. Thankfully, you don't have to do this by yourself. It doesn't matter where you're currently at on the path. Having someone cheering you on makes a world of difference to get to the next step. I love that I can bring that to you here. If you're ready to build the life you've been dreaming of, stay tuned as we dig deep into what it takes to turn into a true entrepreneur. I am excited for you to meet my guest today. She is a speaker, facilitator, author, and entrepreneur. Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Dory. Glad to be here. Let's start off by sharing with the listeners your background and how that led you to entrepreneurship. Sure. So I've been in oncology, treating patients, managing cancer centers, and being a consultant for nearly 20 years, <laughs> um, which I'm only 27, so that's weird. <laughs> um, but when the company that I was working for went through a mass reorganization, I decided to take the opportunity to branch out and start my own consulting company. So instead of uh, taking the methodology that I had been told to do, I knew that there was ways that I could do it better and not have to travel 10 or 11 out of every 12 weeks because that was just too much. And I was having health issues as a result of the stress. Um, so I branched out and I was able to create a high six-figure consulting company um, within the first four years of, of starting my own company. Wow. That's impressive. Congratulations. Thank you. It was a lot of work, a lot of 14, 16 hour days and, you know, trying to do all of the things myself. Um, but it was exciting and worth it to have more control over my schedule and interactions with the clients. If they had a need that I could physically do, it was just me giving the approval because I owned the company. It wasn't me going through multiple layers to best serve the clients. And that's what we all want as entrepreneurs. We want to be able to do it our way, not have to travel as much, create yes. the life that we want. Exactly. So tell me about what your business looks like now. Yes. So I actually took a year off when I had my daughter. I thought I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and even running my own company, it was still a lot of hours and 
I wasn't very good at boundaries, um, setting up boundaries of work time versus family or home time. So I thought, I'll just be an at-home mom for a while and I'll pick it back up. And I realized as much as I love my daughter, I am not at-home mom material. I have a whole new respect for those women. Um, So I started another company um, or really pivoted and shifted the focus to be from just consulting and implementations to bring more mindfulness into the cancer centers, both for the workers and for the patients. And so now I have learned um, boundaries. I have very strict working hours. Um, I have very strict home family time and self-care time. So I take an hour out of every day in the middle of the day to work out, to reset and to refresh so that I can be more productive the rest of the day. Interesting. So that's so important to remember to take care of ourselves and not get so wrapped up in the business. And so do you work from home? I do. I still travel a bit, but with COVID, of course, everything has gone remote. Um, So we've just started to visit cancer centers again. Um, But I was able, again, being the boss, to pivot and to make what my services are available remotely. And so do you have any advice for the listeners who are working from home? Uh, They're running their business and all of the, the lines are getting blurred between work and personal life? Yes. So as cliche as it sounds, self-care and time is so important. And I had in the last few years started meditating. I was an anti-meditator for a long time because I didn't think it was accessible to me. I'm a multitasker. I'm a high performer. How can I just sit and do nothing for a while? It's wasting time is what I thought. But once I found a form that worked for me, really taking time out, whether it's meditation, going for a walk, doing some yoga, or just getting up and walking around the house, it really does allow you to reset, to allow your mind to kind of relax and reset as well so that you can be more productive through the rest of the day. Um, Sometimes I'm not good at doing it myself. I need to practice what I preach. And I notice those days that I just push through it. I'm almost done. I've got another hour left. Suddenly it's an hour and a half to three hours and I'm no further along because I'm stressed out or trying to force something and trying to complete the task. When, if I just would have gone for that 15, 20 minute walk, I would probably be just as far along, if not completed the task at hand. So it really is important as um, counterintuitive as it may seem, it really is important to take that time to just allow yourself to reset, refocus, and be more productive. That's really great advice, especially for entrepreneurs that feel like they have to cram it all in one day and keep putting off the self-care. It ends up being uh, counterproductive, doesn't it? It does, especially when you're the product or you're the one running the company. If you don't take care of you, there's nobody else to pick up the pieces for the company. So you are the company. And if you struggle thinking of self-care, think of it as care for your company, therefore care for your clients. And sometimes that helps people to reshift their focus from self to others and allow themselves that grace and space to provide that time. I love that. 
that mindset shift. It's not just for you, it's for the company and the clients. Yeah, exactly. I like that. So when starting your business, what are some challenges or obstacles that you had to overcome? Coming from the corporate world where I bought into the mindset of I'm a workaholic and that makes me successful and good at what I do to then stepping back and not doing the same for myself, not forcing myself to work those long hours. I really struggled with that at the beginning. Um, and after having my daughter, I was able to step back and, and say, okay, the more time I work, the less time I have to spend with people I love and I'm working. So I have the time and money to spend with those I love. So I wasn't, my priorities were not aligning. Um, so definitely boundaries in terms of working hours, family time, what's important to you. And then saying no, I guess all of my lessons learned are around boundaries because I'm a doer. I, my initial gut reaction is to say yes and to figure it out. Yes, I can do that. And I'll figure out how to do it, how to deliver it, how to make that timeline. And often that would cause me to work more hours or to be excessively stressed, trying to figure out the solution. People are actually okay with a no, as long as you're honest and upfront. And so um, taking a step back and allowing myself to say no or get back to, to people. So instead of saying yes or no, let me think about things and get back to you to see if there's a solution. And people, again, are okay with a yes, no, or let me get back to you as long as it's honest and you don't just forget or leave them hanging. So that was important for me. That's a huge lesson to learn. Yeah. yeah. Even in personal lives, right? I right. still do that with my friends sometimes that my gut is to say yes. And then I overcommit. And so I need to just take a step back. Yes. I am really bad at that. <laughs> Women and bombs, right? Yeah. So uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, especially starting out, kind of feel a little bit less than or feel like they've got to keep up with competition. So what would you say to a new entrepreneur who is going through that? Yes. So the term I've learned for that is imposter syndrome and everyone has it. And if they tell you they don't, they may not be 100% forthcoming <laughs> because we all have it at some point. And what I've learned through experience is I'm not going to know everything and I'm not going to be able to serve everyone. But the people that I can serve and the people that we're a good fit, they're a good client for me, I'm a good service provider for them, they'll be the ones that keep coming back. And I've seen that in my own business that. I was trying to be everything for everyone. And sometimes those clients that I forced, it was way more work, way less money, way more time than what I wanted to give. And so allowing yourself to not be everything for everyone and staying true to your capabilities and the direction you want to go, you'll attract the people that are meant to be for you. And those that aren't, it's great to network and have referral sources. So if you're not able to provide something, maybe you have an affiliate or a referral source that you can send that client to, and they do the same. So you may actually get more business and the right kind of business for you by allowing yourself to let go of 
being perfect or being everything. Um, the other thing is remember your why. So when you feel like you're an imposter or you don't know enough, remember why you're doing this. The people that are coming to you know less than you or they wouldn't be there. So even though you don't know everything, you know more than the people you're serving. And that's just as important. Um, if I may, I actually heard a, an adage a couple months ago that said, would you rather learn to climb Mount Everest from someone who did it 10 years ago or someone that did it a couple months ago? And the person that did it a couple months ago can tell you where the potholes are and what to look out for because it's fresh in their mind. The person that did it 10 years ago is so far beyond that they may not be as helpful to you. And so I try to relate that to my business where I may not know a lot more than the people I'm serving, but it may actually be more valuable than someone who's been doing it for so long because of the disconnect. That's a really great analogy. Yeah, I love it. So I totally stole it. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And I love that you said that the right people for your business. And I think there's some acceptance that needs to happen in that it's okay if you're not right for everyone. Exactly, exactly. And way less stressful, speaking from personal experience, to find the right fit is there's just that synergy and not that it won't be hard work because of course, you know, there's trials and challenges with everything, but it's a better relationship and better service that you're both getting. Yeah, I love that. And so you also do speaking engagements? I do, yes. Can you give us some tips on how to gain confidence for those types of challenges or, or opportunities? Yes, um, so I'm still working on it myself. I still get nervous before every speaking engagement. But because I've started uh, meditating and then my previous mindfulness practice, I try to slow down and just allow myself to be. And, you know, the butterflies are still there and I still get a bit anxious, but you actually, your mind is going faster than your words typically. So on stage, you might feel like your pause is five minutes long. And really it was like five seconds. So just allowing yourself to slow down and formulate your thoughts and just be who you are. And again, some people may not like your speaking. That's okay. You're not for everyone. They're not for everyone. You'll find the people that are right for you. And if you allow yourself to slow down, you'll do a great job as long as you know the topic that you're talking about. That's really good advice. I tend to be a fast talker anyway. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so I really like that advice. Thank you for that. Absolutely. I think it comes with um, being an entrepreneur and a multitasker and a doer. We're constantly doing. And so to slow down is against our natural grain. Um, and it's still a work in progress. Like I said, I, I have to remind myself of that constantly. So if you could give some advice to the listeners who might be thinking about leaving their corporate job and becoming an entrepreneur, what would you tell them? To trust their gut and the, the initial gut. If it feels right, do it. If you're hesitant or not ready, maybe start the transition. But until you're, you really believe in yourself, no one else is going to either. So if 
your gut says yes, go for it. And if you believe in yourself, you'll be successful. Those people will come. If you're not quite there, just start talking about it with friends and family, start networking on the side and set some time aside for you to do that. If that's your me time to start your business or to start networking, make it a priority. Do a couple hours a week or one hour a day and put those feelers out because the more you talk about it, the more you'll believe it yourself and then it will be a natural transition. I really like that. That's really good. So if the listeners want to connect with you or learn more about you, where can they find you? Absolutely. You can check out lazygirlmeditation.com. It's for those people like me that uh, didn't think meditation was accessible or on all of the social handles. It's at Sarah Ariato. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you, Dory. It was great to be here. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Sarah as much as I did. Here are my top takeaways. Number one, dedicate time for self-care. Allow your mind to recharge and relax regularly. Number two, respect your boundaries enough to say no when you must. Prioritizing your time is important. If you keep saying yes to every work that pops up, you won't be able to give yourself the time to recharge for the next event. Number three, during speaking engagements, practice slowing down, formulate your thoughts and be yourself while you speak. And number four, follow your gut. Until you believe in yourself, no one else will. If your gut says yes, go for it. If you want more, head on over to SheTurnedEntrepreneur.com for the show notes and links mentioned in this episode. Are you looking for a group of female entrepreneurs like you to ask questions and bounce ideas? Be sure to join my exclusive community for She Turned Entrepreneur Insiders on Facebook. We could all use some extra support. You can find the link at SheTurnedEntrepreneur.com. Thank you so much for listening to the She Turned Entrepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share with a friend, or leave a review. I'll see you next week.